WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 821, you're tuned to WGNS, and David and Ruth Estes are with us this morning with Parks Realty. How are both y'all doing? Doing great. How Good. are you? Thank you. You know, I told you you'd be on at 810 or so. It's 821 now. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little delayed. I'm sorry. Anyway, so, so what's going on with the real estate market right now? Because I know there are lots of uh, updates and changes since we last talked, and, and things have really changed a lot in the real estate market yeah we're um we still have no inventory whatsoever so if you're thinking about selling now would be a great time to maximize dollars yeah i, I looked online last night because i wanted to see what was out there you know i was just curious right before you know today you came on the air man the prices too i i mean some of the houses that are like uh, 3,000 square feet and they're in a neighborhood, a subdivision, they're real close to another house, they're selling for like 750. Yeah, yeah Easily. the prices are way, way up. I mean, I did a few numbers before I came here just to kind of share, but um, as far as inventory, we've got under 300,000, we've got 11 homes on the market. 11 homes for under 300 grand. Uh, yeah, and then when you go from 300 to 400, you've got like 23 homes. Man. So our new uh, average medium price right now is running around 400, 410. So that's basically your new starter home. A starter home for $410,000. Is that crazy or what? It's, it's crazy because I remember the first home I bought, I, I think I was, I don't know, 20, 21 years old. I don't remember exactly, but I, I know I paid 99000 for it. <laughs> and I know... It had some fixing up to do and stuff, um, but you know that's that's where we've come from and gone to. I, I mean, ninety-nine grand for a starter home to now four hundred grand for a starter home. Yeah, the prices are are just like I said. We just don't have any inventory, so uh, it's a battle to get your buyer a house right now, and so you're, everything's going over list price. You know, and, and I remember when I was a kid, when my parents were looking at homes back in, let's say, I don't know, 84, 85 or so, uh, you know, a, a decent size home was around $84,000. And that was, you know, 1,800 to 2,000 square feet in size. Yeah. Well, and then uh, if you found a lot for sale now, you wouldn't be able to buy it for 84000 No, and that's the other thing. Land is so expensive, even lots and subdivisions, they're sky high. Right. Yeah. And subdivisions, I mean, you're saying anywhere from 70 to 90 up to, you know, $100,000 per lot. And the big track builders will buy all of it. So the smaller guys not really being able to build. Um, and there's been some several auctions I went to in um, Rutherford County where it was one building site would sell for 250, 260,000. Man. So you can imagine the house that you would have to build on that. Yeah, you, you almost have to, uh, well, a, a developer, a builder, contractor, they, they have to build these bigger homes, more luxury homes, I guess, just 
to break even with the price of lots and land these days. Yeah, your lot needs to be no more than 20-25% of the total price for a builder to to make a profit on. So that kind of shows you, you know, how high those houses are going to be, not to mention uh, the builders just can't get products now. Yeah, that's the other problem, I guess. Yeah, we can't get windows, can't get garage doors. Um, we get price increase notices probably three times a month. It's wild how the real estate market has gone so high, I guess, in Rutherford County and in many other counties, of course, uh, as well, all in Middle Tennessee and beyond. Uh, but man, the prices that I'm seeing, I just never thought we would see that here in our area. So what about the folks out there who who say to themselves, man, I can make $700,000 selling my home right now. Is that a bad idea? Because what are they going to do after they sell it? Well, it just depends on what they want to do. I've, I've had several uh, clients call and they felt like it was the time to cash out. So they put their house up for sale and decided to go rent something for a couple of years and just see what the market does. And then I guess if you wanted to, you could sell your house here in Rutherford County and move to a neighboring county like Cannon County, Bedford County, Coffee County. The prices are a little lower there, quite a bit lower there actually, compared to what we're seeing in Murfreesboro. Yeah, the biggest thing is, I mean, you can get a little bit of space between you and your neighbor if you go to Bedford or Cannon. Um, Wilson County still got some rural areas that you can get a house and a little bit more land on but but then when you look at lebanon and mount juliet their prices are high as well once you get into those city limits oh yeah yeah well and even in the country i mean we're seeing the prices are high there too it's just you're getting a little bit more land we're seeing houses being built closer and closer together in subdivisions that is very common now Uh, I guess because of the fact that there is less land available. Yeah, and the developers are paying so much money for the land now by the time they uh, add the infrastructure and do everything that they've got to do to it. I mean, a quarter acre, they've got to sell it for upwards of 100000 to make a profit. How long are these houses staying on the market? I mean, mean, the houses that are... Let's say the, the, I don't know, 2,500 to 3,500 square foot home, average home. How long is that staying on the market these days? Well, the crazy thing is it doesn't matter what price range it is. It could be a $700,000 house, hits the market. It usually will only show like during the weekend. And then they'll count up all their offers on Monday. And then it'll sell for over list. So even if it's in a, you know, a more expensive house, you're going to have 10 to 15 offers on it by Monday over list price, and that's everywhere. You know, just a few years back, it seems like, I don't know, 2017 and before, you would have an open house and may not get any offers whatsoever. Then you'd have another one, then maybe even a third open house and still not sell it. But things sold a lot slower just a few years back. Yeah. I mean, we were 30 to probably 30 to 90 days market time on average. And now, basically, when we go and take a listing, we'll gear them up as a coming soon that week, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we'll go live on a Friday. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the only showings that that listing will do. And then they'll look at their offers on Monday. 
So when you put up that, uh, well, you, let's say you, you put online coming soon and you have one picture of that house, not interior photos or anything. Do you instantly get people calling or emailing you right away? Well, we won't. Uh, we don't like to put it on with just one photo. We like to make sure that we've had the photographer out and she's gotten all of the photos and then we put the coming soon in. What about homes out there that do need work done to them they need updating maybe it's been since 1990 that they've redone the interior of the home put new carpet down whatever the case is are, are those selling just as fast yeah they sell just as fast there's so many people looking um, so they're more willing to try to do the repairs or updates themselves just to get a house and then when it comes to the buyers today, are most of them from other areas outside of Murfreesboro, or are we seeing a, a good mix, you know, 50-50, whatever the split is between those who are from here? Yeah, I, I don't know the exact percentages, but there's a good amount of people pouring in from other areas. Hey. So we're seeing a lot of California, New York, um, a, lot of, a lot of other states where they sold um, – 1200 square foot house for 1.5 and so it doesn't bother them to come here and pay 50 over list price you know you, you hear a lot of folks saying stuff like well those who are, you know just sold a house in california moving to murfreesboro they're able to pay cash for the home because they made such a profit on whatever home they lived in for the past let's say 10 15 years in another state is that always the case that you're seeing those from the west coming in paying cash or are some of those folks, are they hurting just as bad because they had, you know, not enough principal paid on their home? Um, most of the time, the ones that I've seen, they've uh, paid cash or they're doing what's called an appraisal gap. So if the house appraises, if they offer you 550 and it appraises for 500, they'll pay the 50,000 difference plus the uh, five percent down or ten percent down whatever they're doing on their loan so they were able to make enough on that previous home they sold right. and you right. know so they had cash bringing a bunch of cash to the table so it makes it really hard on uh, folks that have a loan and they're trying to buy a house um and they've only got that down it's it's almost a, i won't say it's impossible but it makes it real tough when you're competing against cash buyers or people with lots of cash to throw at it i guess most folks here in tennessee when they sell their house they lived in let's say for the last 10 years what first of all what is the average time period that most families live in a home before they decide to move on to that next home well we always joke when i'm at closing i always joke with the the buyer and i say okay i'll see you in three to five years yeah and they always uh, laugh and they go oh no i'm never moving so then you know Four years later, they call me and we put it up for sale. But um, generally, three to five, you have some uh, people that move into their house and then they just stay. It seems like to me, if you're only living in the house for three to five years, that's not enough time to build up a whole lot of principal in, in that investment of the home. So you're when you go to sell, you don't have a whole lot of excess cash. At least that's what it would seem like. Well, normally that would be the case but over the last few years it's just skyrocketed so i've got people that you know bought four or five years ago and that house has doubled in price since they bought it 
So they're sitting on a ton of equity. Um, if you bought a couple of years ago, you're probably sitting on seventy to a hundred thousand dollars in equity. But then the problem comes into play that if you want to buy that next house in Rutherford County, it's going to be just as expensive as your house that you just sold. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's all you know relative to what. Um, if you sell really high and you're still going to buy something, then you're going to put that money back into a another house or, you know, it's it's going to work out about the same as if the prices were still low. Um, the only person that it hurts, I guess the person it hurts the worst is the one coming into the housing market uh, for the first time or someone that hasn't been in the market, you know, in two or three years. And now they come to the market and they're kind of shocked. Again with us this morning, David and Ruth Estes with Parks Realty here in Rutherford County. Uh, you, do you still get people pre-approved i mean before they go out there searching for a home is that still one of the most important things that you see doing is getting that person pre-approved making sure they're pre-approved for a loan right yeah i mean that's still the one of the most important things because we need to know what they're approved for what they can afford um, we like to have a sit down meeting with them at the beginning instead of just running out and showing them houses we like to call them in, sit in the office, go over the way the market is, and try to prepare them for what we're about to go through because it's just not a healthy, normal real estate market for a buyer. For those who live and work in Rutherford County, if they are deciding to, to sell their home, um, I don't know that they are totally prepared for, for that next purchase because of the fact that whatever they sell their home for, that's likely, like we said, is what they're going to be buying the next house for. It's kind of a lateral move. Yeah, so it just depends on what they're trying to accomplish, you know. I mean, we have some people that uh, need to get out of that two level and go to a single level. Um, so there's valid reasons that people need to move or, you know, their family's growing and they need to add uh, square footage. But it, it does make makes those moves harder to do in a market like this and i guess the other problematic area is the uh, pay for employees out there whatever company or business you're with hasn't really increased to the same extent as the cost of homes have increased so if you're trying to get approved for a loan for a, a house these days you know you got to get approved for a lot more money than you did a few years back so are you seeing uh, i don't know what uh, troubles there for some buyers um, it just depends on how high they they need to go up, but you can imagine how competitive it is when that buyer comes in and you know they're approved for three hundred thousand. Back in back in the old days, which was four or five years ago, if uh, you got approved for three hundred thousand, that's pretty good. We'd be able to go out and find you something. And but um, a three hundred thousand dollar house hits the market nowadays. Uh, one, it's pretty small. And two, there's probably 50 or 60 people trying to buy it at the same time. So it gets kind of... It seems like we're hearing about new townhomes, condominiums, things like that, coming to the Murfreesboro area in larger numbers. With that being said, are those affordable homes for people? Because you have to factor in, I guess, uh, different types of, of maintenance fees or different types of residential fees that come with that yeah you're gonna add in your HOA and and those different fees but we are seeing that 
you know, your first time home buyers, that's what they're going to have to gravitate toward. Um, more than likely, it's going to be a, a condo or a town home. And um, like you said, there'll be an HOA. A lot of them are 125 to 150 a month. But now that does uh, cover some insurance, trash pickup, different things like that outside maintenance that you won't have in a regular home and of course these days it's not unusual for subdivisions to have hoa fees either especially ones with swimming pools or a a nice park-like entrance a lot of those neighborhoods have hoa fees too yeah yeah we're uh, the majority of uh, developments now that open up they almost always have an hoa if it's new and are you hearing about interest rates going up for home mortgages is that another I guess problematic area yeah and the the people that of course it'll hurt the worst is the the 400 and under range it's going to hit them a lot harder when those interest rate bumps start coming and we uh, everything that we hear is it's going to be pretty aggressive on interest rate bumps this year and in the world of banking you know that side of real estate it wasn't but i don't know 10 years ago or so that the federal government came down a little bit harder on banks to where it's kind of hard for some people to get approved for that home mortgage i mean they changed some stuff to where you can't just go to your bank and get a loan that easily anymore yeah it's a little more difficult now i mean you're gonna uh, they're gonna actually make sure you're approved versus before the last housing crash uh, if you could breathe, they were probably going to give you a loan. Yep, not so, anymore though. Yeah, so that's changed a lot, which is good because they were, that's the first thing everybody always asks me about. Are we going to have a crash? Is it going to crash? It's yeah. got to crash. Um, we really don't think so in the real estate industry because last time when it crashed, uh, there was a lot of bad loans, but there was also uh, a ton of new construction inventory, and we still haven't caught up with inventory versus demand and so it's kind of hard to see a crash coming when there's nothing to buy because you know demand is so much higher than supply again with us this morning david and ruth estes from parks realty and a few years back i don't know about 10 or so years ago when that housing crash occurred you had developers out there literally turning in house keys to banks i I mean they were really hurting back then yeah yeah the builders were uh taking the keys back to the banks and uh there was um you know subdivisions everywhere lots everywhere um smart people bought all those up at that time and held on to them until now but something else i'm starting to see at least here in the murfreesboro area people are buying homes smaller homes they're tearing them down and then rebuilding a larger home on those lots and that's been something that's been going on for several years now in Murfreesboro. Are we going to see more of that? I think we will, especially with the lot cost as high as they are. Um, I think we'll also see a lot of these areas that still have two to three hundred thousand dollar homes that are, um, you know, have nice big treed lots. I see, I think people will either buy those and add on, or uh, you know, add an upper floor add a wing to it uh, because then they can still have a yard where they can't really see their neighbor on their back porch yeah big yards are kind of a thing of the past but yet they're still something that a lot of folks really want it's just hard to find yeah 
Yeah, and so we think uh, a lot of these older neighborhoods, we think, we well, we're actually seeing it. I mean, people will buy a four or $500,000 dollar house, and then they'll totally revamp it and turn it into what they want. And I guess the the end product are they turning out nice looking, or or are some of them just kind of looked? Do they look thrown together with different uh, elevations? I, it seems like a lot of them are they're doing a really good job on them, and uh, I've seen some really nice ones that they've opened up and added porches to the front and different things that that didn't have back in you know the old rectangle yeah houses hey i guess you got to be careful though what area you're buying in if you're planning to totally change a house because for example in downtown murfreesboro there's certain areas that have that historic look and the downtown folks want to keep that historic look so you got historic zoning and everything that you have to fit in place yeah that's uh yeah that's a whole another issue in itself um You've got a historic zoning board, and you're going to have to get everything approved through them. So you're not really able to make a lot of changes if you're in that historic zoning district. Uh, You're not going to be able to go in there and just start adding or doing anything to the house. Can't build that contemporary-style home that you may be wanting? (laughs) Not if it's in the historic zoning district. When you look at neighborhoods that have been here for quite some time, they're established. Neighborhoods like Riverbend along the river or Riverview or Northwood, some of those areas, what are you seeing with homes selling there in those places? Are there a lot? Because, well, first of all, inventory is not... You don't have a lot of inventory, but are you seeing homes in those areas, the older established areas, being sold on a regular basis at all? Um, I wouldn't say uh, there's there's actually no regular basis <laughs> now. Nobody wants to let go of anything, but um, I mean, when they do hit, they're like everything else. They go really fast. And, and again, give us an idea of the different prices out there because well, for example, Northwoods, you, you used to be able to buy a very nice, large house there for five to $600,000, which is a lot of money. But what are those types of homes going for today? It just uh, depends on, uh, you know, what section of Northwoods. But, I mean, you're going to see anywhere from 600 on up. I mean, some of the really nice ones, you know, back in the section that has the big trees, I mean... It wouldn't be uncommon to see 900 a million. You know, it wasn't too long ago that it, you didn't see, well, you rarely saw any homes at 900 to a million dollars in the Rutherford County area, but now that is something that is a lot more common, I guess. You're looking through papers here. What You got all kinds of facts and figures. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got all these numbers. Of Here's all the million-dollar homes, Scott. <laughs> I, I ran, uh, I actually cut it off at about 900000 even though there's a lot of million-dollar homes now that are yeah. selling in our county. But um, under 900000 in Rutherford County on the market currently, we only have 98 houses available. And that $900,000 home that is on the market, or eight hundred dollars to $900,000 home that's on the market, that is equivalent to what, a $500,000 house just five or six years ago? Yeah, because, I mean, looking at some of these numbers, there's 3,500 square foot. For eight thirty, eight hundred thirty thousand, twenty eight hundred for seven hundred and forty nine, 
So if that kind of gives you an idea. And and are those homes in neighborhoods or are those homes that have, you know, real large lots? Maybe they're on five acres or, or are they are they even close to that? Oh no, they're not not most of them are just on regular lots. Man, that that's I hate to say crazy, <laughs> but it, it's kinda crazy. Yeah. If if you've lived in Rutherford County for any length of time, then I'm sure you too think that's kinda wild that that's happening. I mean, it is, you know, two or three years ago, I would show a house and walk in and think, wow, I would never pay that for this house. But had I told somebody, don't buy this house, that's too expensive, they've already gained 100 to 150,000 in the last three years. So had I let my opinion get into it versus what was actually happening, uh, they could have missed out on 100 to 150,000 in equity because I told them that's crazy. But you know, when I started in uh, 27 years ago, houses were 80000 Yeah, for a brand new one. You know, on the on the downside of all this, and I, I say downside because I, I live in Rutherford County, taxes are going up. Property taxes are going up, and it's, you know, I guess this is one of those reappraisal years where the property assessor is going through and, and changing what a house value is considered uh, because that's done every four years i believe anyway um but if you're paying more in property taxes you got to kind of figure that in to the cost of the home i think oh yeah well and your insurance yeah insurance going um, up too i guess because utilities i mean there's there's a lot of factors now that make it uh, make it really expensive to own a home you could easily be looking at spending i I don't know anywhere between three thousand dollars a year to $8,000 $8,000 a year in property taxes, depending on the price you're paying. Yeah. And yeah. That, I mean, and I'd say three is probably uh, for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. That's probably an average, uh, you but, know. But if you factor that cost in, if you're financing your home and then you're, you know, paying those, paying into escrow, I guess, the, uh, the, the property tax cost and the insurance cost that's going to make your monthly payment go up easily between 500 and a thousand dollars a month yeah yeah and uh and like you said hoas another uh, 150 for, or so <laughs> for I, so well a lot of times in your subdivisions i mean they may only be 25 to 50 a month depending on if if it has not really any amenities or if it's and if it's got a pool you know of course it goes up but but between property taxes, you know, if you live in the city, then you're paying city and county, and then the cost of insurance, if that alone is going to end up costing you $700, $800 a month, that's what a house payment used to be. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't seen those in a while. No, no, but I mean, <laughs> just, you know, five to ten years ago, yeah. that that's what a house payment was. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I think this year too is uh, we're. Sk- I think this year we're going to see increases, probably as high as we did last year, Man. in in prices, just because there's no inventory. So these houses that are selling for seven, eight hundred thousand dollars today, you're saying it looks like that's going to go up in price. Those, yeah. those seven, eight hundred thousand dollar homes. Yeah, and I don't know how. I mean. It almost has to. Uh, a lot of the ones in that range too will be uh, new construction because the builders are building 
you know, six hundred to seven hundred thousand dollar houses, that seems like the sweet spot where they can make a profit based on how expensive their lot cost is. Um, but that's going to continue to rise because, I mean, lumber is obscene right now as far as the prices. I mean, a, a regular framing package a couple years ago cost you twenty six thousand. It's about eighty thousand now. That's a big difference. It's, it's a huge difference, and that's just the framing package. So if you add up all the other uh, things that go into the house, the windows, the doors, the uh, trim work, all of that stuff is continually rose. Let's talk a little bit more about that, the cost of building in Rutherford County in just a second. got to take a break real quick. Uh, and then we'll talk more about that again with us this morning, David and Ruth Estes with Parks Realty here in Rutherford County, talking about real estate this morning and how the prices have really gone up over the last really three years. I guess they've increased the most, right? Three years, yeah, past three years. The past three years has been the biggest gains. Time right now, 8:50. You're tuned to WGNS. We'll be right back. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. With your WGNS Salute to Veterans, I'm Scott Walker. In 2019, Andrew Lee, a retired soldier who proposes quilting as a way to reduce PTSD, was at the Stitcher's Playhouse in Smyrna. There, he displayed his quilt that depicts the raising of the flag over Iwo Jima. The quilt that he made had 12,100 squares of material and took about one year to sew together. Andrew Lee served in the U.S. Army for 10 years where he was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. He completed two deployments to Iraq. There, he suffered a traumatic brain injury. Andrew explained to WGNS why it's so difficult for veterans to return to civilian life. And he told WGNS, when you're on duty, you must shut off all emotions, which is your protection mechanism. For him, he said, quilting has helped me dramatically. A lot of veterans don't have an outlet in any way, shape, or form, or a hobby or a pastime that's productive, that allows them to separate where they've been to where they want to be or where they could be. So sewing forces your mind to be active and it's in a group of other veterans that you can talk amongst and understand that you're all on the same level and we don't like it to share it with other civilians because they don't understand but other veterans do understand so that's why the group concept works well with your salute to veterans highlighting different accomplishments and allowing veterans to tell their story i'm scott walker 
Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family owned and operated since 1989. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.52. David and Ruth Estes is with us, are with us this morning. And and Ruth is really here, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) So in, in the real estate market, we're seeing... Crazy prices. I say crazy prices because they are crazy for those who've lived here for any length of time. But for those coming to the area from the west or even from the east coast, the prices aren't that crazy, are they? Not to them. I mean, you got to think there are prices like new construction right now. I know we were talking about that. There's several on here that are anywhere from 236 to 260 And that price... Per foot. Wait, wait, $236 per square yeah. foot? On new new construction. So uh, where they came from, I mean, it may be 300 400 a foot. We're going to see that soon, though, because you were saying off the air how the cost of construction is probably going to go up even more because it's harder and harder to actually get supplies in, the cost of lumber being up, windows maybe on back order for, you know, depending on what size window you get. For X amount of months, I, I mean, it's going to get more expensive for building. Yeah, we're and like I said, we get increase. We build a few every year, and we see we get notices probably three times a month about they got to raise their price because you know metal went up or plastic plumbing went up or you know just any number of things. They're constantly sending us notices that it's going up. So a builder's not going to absorb all of that cost. He's going to end up adding it to the price. And with that cost of new construction going up, that that's going to drive up the prices of existing homes, existing inventory in the area as well too, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, they want new. So they're going to go out and they're going to try to find new um, I never thought that we'd have a day in Rutherford County where somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, I've got six fifty, seven hundred thousand to spend and I want new construction. And I'd have to look at them and go, well, can't do it. There's not any. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the builders are not willing to, you know, a lot of them probably have product coming out of the ground and they're just there's no incentive to put it on right now. They might as well just hold on to it until they get it completely finished. And then who knows where the price will be when they get it completely finished, one. Um, and two, they don't have to have somebody come out every week looking at the product, complaining about stuff. Um, so there's a little bit of that going on right now. I would say it's really hard to, for a builder to quote somebody a price on, this is what it will be to build your home per square foot, because three months down the road, very easily we could see you know, a backlog of, of a window shortage, a door shortage. I, I mean, there's stuff that you just can't really factor in like you used to be able to. Yeah, I mean, it's almost impossible to... Uh, now, if you're in a if you're a builder in a subdivision and uh, 
you know you've got your lots already and you've kind of got your package cost it's easier to try to give them a quote because you can try to anticipate some of that um, but what we have seen in the real estate market is there are some uh, national track builders that basically they had contracts with people and they just pulled them hmm. because the prices went up and they just there's a clause in most of these new builder contracts that says if costs increase too much um, some of it was that the cost just increased but my opinion is some of it was um, hey we can get more money out of it so we're going to cancel this contract blame it on cost um, but I mean builders are struggling they it's hard for them to price out stuff um, and know where it, where they're going to be by the time they get finished we have to close out the program we only have like negative one minute left. <laughs> David and Ruth Estes with us this morning. As we close, again, give us a ballpark idea of how much, let's say, a 2,500 to 3,000 square foot home is going for in the Murfreesboro, Smyrna area. Um, I would say you're going to be 600,000. Easily. Just, that's easy. just the starting price. Yeah, that's easy. 600000 And then on upwards at, let's say, 3,000 square feet, it could easily go up to seven fifty, eight hundred, I guess. Yeah, especially if you're talking about new. It's going to be seven, seven fifty. Man, things have changed. They have changed a lot. And, David, how can folks get a hold of you if they have a question they, they want to ask you off the air or something? Um, you can always give me a shout at 615 five six six seven 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 or you can uh, pull us up on the web realestatemadman.com sounds good again thank you for joining us this morning david and ruth estes with parks realty and uh we'll talk to you again soon and and i don't know update listeners again all right thanks for having us time right now eight fifty-eight. more news is coming your way in just a second local news and more time again eight fifty-eight. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Portions of our programming have been pre-recorded. The Good Neighbor Network, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, flagship station for MTSU Sports. Courthouse clock time, 9 o'clock. A little bit about... We're talking with Keith Stapleton. He is the manager of the Murfreesboro Funeral Home. Keith, tell us a little bit about how you got into this line of work. started when I was in college. I was going to college to be a teacher, and the local funeral director in East Tennessee asked me to help him out on weekends. Then it just led into me going into this business. There's something special, I think, about helping families at a time of crisis. It's a tough time to go through, and you're walking those steps with the family. Yeah, it's probably one of the hardest times in their life they have to go through the death of a loved one. It's our job to see them through that and try to guide them in the direction and give them the tools that they need to get through that process. Sometimes it's very rewarding, sometimes it's, it's hard. 
it gets to us at times to where we just kind of have to take a break ourselves and reload to be able to come back and do what we need to do. What are some of the things that, you know, when a family first comes to you, what are some of the questions they may ask? A lot of the families don't know the questions to ask. We ask them the questions. First off, is there going to be a burial, going to be a cremation? What type of services they would think they would want? We do that there before we get into any kind of casket or vault, see what type of services that the family have talked about that they may want to do. Get to know the family and get to know what plans would like to be, and then we can work from that. How important is it for a husband, a wife, a grandparent to talk to their kids or grandkids about what they would like to happen when they do pass away? In my experience over 40 years, I've seen the people that come in to pre-plan their funerals and put it down in writing what they want makes it a whole lot easier on the children at the time of their death. This is what mama wanted. This is what we're going to do. Or this is what daddy wanted or brother or sister, whoever it may be. Then they know what to do. It takes the pressure off of them and it helps them through that process that they love them enough to take care of this for them. I guess it's a smart idea for a father, a mother, grandmother, whatever the case may be. Maybe even write a letter to their children years in advance and say, you know, when I do go, here's what I would like to happen. My grandmother, when she passed away, she had wrote a letter to all the kids, told them to love each other, take care of each other, that she had been yearning to be with her husband for years after he passed away. It was very healing for the family to know that she wanted them to get along and love each other. So yeah, it's a good idea to put something down in writing, whether it's a letter like that or whether it's your wishes on what you want to do. It's a very good idea to put it down and have it somewhere where somebody in the family knows where it is. We're talking with Keith Stapleton. He is the manager of the Murfreesboro Funeral Home that is off of South Church Street in Murfreesboro, over there in the Innsbruck Shopping Center area. Been there a good while now and very nice facility, spacious and convenient. I wanted to go back to that pre-planning idea loved ones telling their children in writing, this is what I would like to happen. You know, you were talking about how that makes it easier on the rest of the family when the family does know what mom or dad would like to happen. Sure, it makes it uh, a whole lot easier. And it doesn't matter whether they come in and pay for it in advance or if they just come in and put down what they want done. Just put it in writing, this is what I want done, and give their children, their spouse, whoever may be their surviving relative, give it to them to where they know what to do. You were talking about the letter that your grandmother wrote, how she longed to be there with her husband who had passed away years before. Saying things like that in a letter are not only touching, but it also does give a little relief, a sigh of relief for the rest of the family. It allows them to breathe a little bit easier, I think. It was healing for all of them because her death was very sudden. It was like she was in the hospital and three days later she had passed away. And in that time, she knew that she was you know, going to die. So she wrote this letter and gave it to my dad to have the minister to read at the funeral. It was very healing, not only for the kids, but even for the grandkids. Again, we're talking with Keith Stapleton, the manager of the Murfreesboro Funeral Home. You know, it's important, and this is going to sound crazy, I know, for some listeners, but for some newlywed couples out there, even if you are newly married, it's still important to talk about the future. It's still important to talk about what to do if tragedy does strike. Yeah, when I was a teenager and when I was that age, I didn't think anything about it. The older you get, the more you think about it and start thinking ahead of time, even if you're in your 20s or 30s, because you never know. We have tragedies all the time to where it's a teenager or 20, 30, 40-year-olds, and it's happening more and more often. 
COVID's been a bad situation, plus uh, the drug situation here in this community has gotten bad. So we see tragedies like that, sudden tragedies that, that shouldn't have happened. Chaos hits. You don't know what to do. You're running every which direction. Again, we've been talking with Keith Stapleton, Murfreesboro Funeral Home, online at murfreesborofuneralhome.com.